What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Michelle, Lori, and Mike. And we are discussing the new HBO Max series, The Last of Us. Yes, we are covering it just like everyone else because this show is awesome <laughs> and it deserves it. Like, we got to talk about it. So anyway... The Last of Us is a brand new show. It features uh, Pedro Pascal, who most people know as Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones or as the Mandalorian. It also stars um, Bella Ramsey, who was also on Game of Thrones as Liana Mormont. And um, it's based off a hella popular video game called The Last of Us. We will be talking about this show strictly as show viewers. None of us have played the game, although um, some of us know a little bit about what happens in the game. I think Michelle and Anthony's, uh, they, they have a family member who plays it. Mike has watched someone stream play it. But other than that, we are coming to this with very fresh eyes knowing nothing about this universe. And uh, we're going to talk about the show. So Let's get into it. First reactions. You okay. got me to watch so. a zombie show. You got me to watch a zombie show. Damn it! And I like it. Okay, as, as I'm, I'm kind of with Lori. It's like when I was watching the first thirty minutes, I was like the stereotype of black people in the movies. I was just like, "Don't go in there." She's getting up. What are you doing? Don't do that. Like, ah. I was watching the first 30 minutes like this. Yes. Like when grandma started stirring in that wheelchair, I was like, oh, no, no, no. It wasn't even that she was stirring. It was the fact, like, her facial expression was almost blurry, but you could see something happening. I was like, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, no. And then she was fast. I was like. Oh, no, 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 no. I stopped. I was on my treadmill. I stopped and I literally stopped walking and I was watching the, the background with grandma and I'm like, oh, this is getting good. And I'm like, turn around, turn around. And she didn't turn around. I was like, oh, it was so good. <laughs> I was like, don't go in the kitchen. Don't go in the, don't go towards the sounds. The sound, no, don't go towards those sounds. What's wrong with you? That's, that was like, oh God, like, oh. I, no, I was, I was like, the dog is telling you no. The dog <laughs> yes, is telling yes, you no. thank you. The thank dog, you. The dog is you like, always listen to the dog. You always, <laughs> always listen, listen to, to animals. Always. Always. Especially dogs. Dogs can see shit that nobody else can see. It it's always been said. Dogs can see ghosts. They can see otherworldly beings. When the dog was sitting there looking at the grandma, I'm like, huh? or later when he didn't want to get put back into the house i mean he was like let me go he was like no helper do you not understand i came to you (laughs) exactly she's like let's go let's go he was like no bitch what no he looked like a he looked like a border collie you know they're like the smartest dogs i got australian shepherd he was like why is this chick not listening to me let me tell you i was like you mike I watched it and I feel like that first 30 minutes was the most suspenseful 30 minutes I can remember watching in a long time. I sat there like this. And the sad thing was, okay, so they start out the show with this character. Well, this is not the code open. We'll talk about the code open in a minute because I know Anthony had some issues with the fun guy thing. But anyway, so 
they start out this show with this girl, this beautiful young girl. And, you know, it's a story about her and her father. And we see the story for the first like 30 minutes of the show from her point of view. And when you start seeing this stuff, now I already knew that his daughter was dead. That was something that I knew from the game, but I didn't know like how far into it she died. So at first I wasn't thinking anything. I was just like, okay, so we're going to see this from her point of view. And then I was like, as you started seeing the things unfold, I was like, oh, y'all better not do this. Not in the first episode. They didn't even wait till the end. They gave us this shit in the middle of the episode. I was like, okay, so y'all just gonna let us get attached to this girl and then y'all just gonna yank her out. Okay, that's cool. But the thing mm-hmm. that I found out was apparently in the game, pull punches either because when you start the game, you play from this character's perspective. <laughs> and then there's also from what i heard from carlos who is one of uh anthony's co-workers and one of our uh, loyal listeners he was like yeah the way this gameplay is he said there's like two characters in the game that are both good guys and you can play as either one of them but the thing is they're trying to kill each other for various reasons or whatever he was like and you're sitting there like are y'all really gonna make me do this i said oh Okay, so this is what we have to look forward to? Okay. I have a feeling I already know how that's going to work, but I'm just like, okay, anyway. But this girl, let me tell you, when she was standing in the room, looking at the DVDs, like Mike said, when, when grandma's face started changing and she started looking like something from one of these horror films, I was like, nope. I had to pause my TV so many times during that first 30 minutes. I was like, "Mm -mm, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Because they did a good job of, they gave us the jump scares without the jump scares. Mm -hmm. Like you're looking around every corner. And also because I feel like everybody kind of figured this girl was going to die. I mean, you, you start out that we already know the show is about her dad and the other little girl. She's not anywhere in the promo. So, you know, she's about to die. I feel like every corner she turned, everything she did, I was like, she's on the bus. Is the bus going to get her? Oh, she's here. I was just anticipating it the whole entire time. And I was sitting there like, y'all can't be stressing me out like this in the first 30 minutes. I can't. No. No, they had you on the edge of your seat and they gave you little hints. So you're like, okay, will this be the point when she's in the school and the little girl hand is twitching? Yeah, yeah. People I saw that. I was in like, the background. Oh. I'm like, they about to shut school down and stuff happens at school. Okay, it didn't happen at school. You're right. Is it on the bus? And then she gets on the bus. After all that, I was like, Ugh. I, I, my skin started crawling. I was like, uh-uh, no, get off that bus. You see all the people around? Ugh. I was like, God, get the lights off. Yo, come on, man. I feel like they tried to trick us because they're showing us her doing all this stuff in her neighborhood but all the news reports that you're hearing you're hearing about jakarta you're hearing about all these foreign places or different places that's nowhere near them so you're like oh okay they trying to make us feel safe like this is not gonna bother them i think this was the longest i've ever been like quiet at the beginning of a show because i don't think i said anything up until she was getting the watch fixed Mm -hmm. and then the wife comes in i said oh Okay, something about to happen. 
Because she, she was like, like get the shop down. Down. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still like, okay, guess I go to Dairy Queen, get some ice cream. Then I go home I'm to like, dad. Nothing encouraged her. Like she, she was just like, hmm, that was weird. Oh well. Yeah. I guess I'll okay. just boozy my way on home. Okay. But I think the thing is too, I don't know exactly how old Sarah is supposed to be, but she's looking at things from a child's perspective. It's yeah. like she knows there's some weird stuff going on, but I think for her, she didn't see people panicking. Like this wife, the watchmaker's wife was the first person who who had a little bit of urgency about herself. But like when she's listening to the news that morning when her dad and her uncle are in the room and they're sitting there talking about, oh, is Jakarta a country? Oh yeah, I think it's a country in Asia and all this other stuff. They're having trivial conversation. Like they're not concerned about what's happening on the news. And I think it's kind of, it's reflective of us in real life because sometimes we can have the news going on in the background, but if it's far away that it's not affecting us directly, we don't really pay an, uh, pay attention to mm-hmm. it. So it's like and I, and going, I told I told Michelle I'm like she's not watching. No one's watching the news now. Like oh wait, we don't we don't watch the news either. No, we, we have never, all this background. We, we needed a report on Facebook or TikTok. I mean, yeah, or someone calls us and it's like, did you see the news? No, we don't yeah. watch the news. That'd be the best TikTok in the world. It's like the world crumbling. You're like, if the world's crumbling around me, they make up a dance to it. And they're just like, yeah. <laughs> and even even when she got up and her dad wasn't there and on the TV, it says stay indoors. I think that's when like, she started panicking. That's when she, she started but, like, hmm. However, okay. she wasn't staying indoors. You're still like, what's going on? Let me go, she had to go see about the dog. She had to go and see about the dog. Let me go take the dog home, even though it says stay indoors. The dog wanted to want her, want her to stay in with it. With it. Yeah. The like, dog was like, let me in, close the door, and sit your ass down so we don't get eat. So whatever happens to her, don't happen to us. So. But see, I think at that point, she probably was just thinking, like, okay, you know what? You know, especially in the mind of a child, we always think, you know, what are we taught as as kids and as like dogs are supposed to protect us so Mm -hmm. she already is thinking okay there's these old people next door there's this grandma who can't move maybe mercy needs to be over there to protect them and i just think she wasn't reading the cues because one she's trying to figure out why the hell her dad is not at home and it's two o'clock in the morning you know however that out and I think she was just like, okay, like everything started happening at once. Like she walks outside mm-hmm. and you've got the helicopters and you got this noise. And I mean, she was awakened by like flashes of light. So I think really, again, depending on her age, and I'm guessing she might've been like late middle school, early high school. She was probably just like, what is going on? Plus she just woke up most of us are not at our best mentally when we wake up we're still trying to figure out which way is up when we get up in the morning right and guess what we can discount her age because actually there will be four-year-olds 50-year-olds walking outside like what's going on and then some of us are in the house with the blinds like i don't think you should go out there johnny but sure you go out there so you oh, can, okay. so you can figure somebody out what's chasing him. I'm me. locking the door, right? <laughs> so even older older people will be going out there. Some of us going out there to check on the dog, check on the neighbors, and the rest of us in the house. Like I'll wait for you to come back and tell me what happened. Right, but anyway, so let's go back to the cold open for this show. You have a talk show. 
you've got two um, scientists, epidemiologists, and actually I think both of them were epidemiologists because when the um, host is talking and he starts talking to, I don't remember the doctor's names, but it's uh, Christopher Hyadal and um, John Hanna. Yes. And I, I'm sorry, those two were all always, they have certain characters that they are in my mind. So I'm sitting here looking at them and I'm just like, Jonathan, what are you stealing from the from the tomb today? Right, right, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking too. I was thinking, thinking, thinking oh, I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> like, where's it's the kind of like that Leonardo right, DiCaprio meme. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you're pointing. So anyway, they're sitting there discussing pandemics, you know, oddly enough. And you've got one who's talking about what will happen if, you know, a virus gets out of control and starts a pandemic. And then you have uh, John Hanna's character who's like, it'll be a virus. I think it'll be something different. And as he's, as he's giving his explanation, it's so funny because you see them panning to like the host and the audience and the audience looks simultaneously transfixed and bored out of their skulls but but also this is like this is taking place in the 1960s so they're all sitting there listening like he's using a whole bunch of big words and he's talking really fast with this british accent and i'm just sitting here listening trying to trying to keep up and it's so funny because when he starts talking about fungi it's so funny because christopher hyadol's character is just like and it's funny watching these two dynamics because you mm-hmm. have these two people who are both very knowledgeable in their field talking about the same thing happening, like what would happen if a pandemic happened and this, that, and the other, but they're looking at it from two different perspectives. And I was just sitting there like, yeah, it's going to be yeah. the one that everybody's laughing at that's going to be right. the problem. Like everybody always expects the one that's widely thought of, the one, you know, the the theory that's widely tested, like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to prepare for that. It's always the ones you don't know about coronavirus that sneaks up and shuts shit down. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly- and no one's going to believe that fungus creates all this. And then he had no hope. Like, there's no cure, friends. There's no cure. No cure, no treatment, no- <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And everybody's just looking and host is like, We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, aren't you a Debbie Downer? But it's right. so funny because in our group chat, and <laughs> put it, he was like, fungi? Really? It's a fungus? Guy. Like, you're the science guy, Anthony. You tell us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I'm science girl. I love it. It's something I like different. It because it's so different. It's different. It's different. It's, different. it's, different. it's something that you don't think of. It's something that could evolve. There's different things that could evolve that we just never think of. And mm-hmm. I like how they threw in fungus. And the way oh, that he was describing that it was so, so because, detailed. Because, yeah, but it, because it's a it's a real thing. I yeah. mean, like it's a real fungus that actually does exactly it, what he said it does. It's just, just that it don't evolve that it gets people. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's probably why how a lot of people received it. Oh, fungus, really? Yeah, like what, well, really? Fun, fungi, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. All I all I was thinking about was me popping all those little those puffball mushrooms when I was a kid. 
And I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna die. Am I gonna die? Like, shit. Yeah, it used to seem like in, well, because you know, I grew up out in the country and maybe like these big puffballs in middle food, we'd run up to them and kick them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, nah, we're not doing that no more. No, I'm good. <laughs> I can't, I I'm good. <laughs> like, nah, man. I'm mowing the lawn. I see one. I mow right around it. Right around I'll it. I'll come back to that later. <laughs> like, that's a weird pattern in your lawn, Anthony. Don't worry about it. Just stay out. Just stay out. Right, right. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just leave Keep it alone. Just leave it alone. <laughs> uh, the other thing about this beginning, I don't know who, how HBO shows find their artists and their graphic designers, but this opening was creepy but beautiful i mean the again, slime mold yeah yes and the way that it just kind of fans out and it, i mean it looks pretty but at the same time it's so deadly and that's i i feel like that's kind of what they're showing us is like yeah you know even beautiful things can can come out and kill you because it looks like just regular vegetation growing but because we know what the nature of the show is you look at it in a different light and then of course when it comes to that face you know the uh the the emaciated face and you've got the it it was just it's beautiful and I was like again it puts me in the mind of the Game of Thrones opening it puts me in the mind of the Westworld opening just these beautiful graphics and this beautiful art and it's just and then at the end you know you have these two little pods that pop up and they're Mm -hmm. shaped like Joe and Ellie I was like that is so cool let's not give too much credit to HBO because that's how the game starts really okay okay but yeah, it's like that. That's a that's a rabbit hole that I've been down a couple of times. Like looking at YouTube videos of slime mold, like watching it creep along and like and just like like crawl over over logs and stuff. It's Why like, am I not surprised? It's <laughs> cool as shit. It's 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 so fucking cool. It's like you see it like creeping over stuff and it's like extending and spider webbing all around. It's like that's actually pretty cool. It's like. It's like you lose. Next thing you know, it's like an hour and a half later, and you're just like, and you're basically a you were basically a slime mold zombie looking at that shit. So, yeah. this says a lot about me. But um, anyway, before we move on, I want to say I did like the co-opening because from a person who watched shows like this about zombies or anything that's affected by science, I always want to know how or what it is, mm-hmm. and they didn't. You know, they gave it to me. So then I can just enjoy the rest of the show and not try to figure out what is this? Right. When did it happen? Where did it happen? How's it affecting our body? I already got it. You gave me a clear picture. <laughs> Thinking about a certain other zombie show that we watched that still hasn't given us. Yeah, yeah that, that gives me nothing. I mean, I truly enjoy that show. I love it. But I would like to know those things. And going into this show already, getting this information is fantastic. So right. I can just enjoy the show and not have all these questions. I agree. I was like, oh, okay. So y'all are telling us how this well, Tell us. They're telling us what it does, but yeah. we don't yet know like how it started, where it started. I don't know what's going on with my camera. Hold on. <laughs> it's happening to Hanako. It's happening to her. <laughs> I don't know what that was with my camera. I'm so sorry, but we're going to keep on. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like you were saying, Michelle, it's like we know 
what the cause is but at the same time we don't know what caused it like what was the what was the event that mm-hmm. Exciting started event. all of this you know well, everything I, that we see well i i was listening to the official hbo uh the last of us podcast today i listened to a few different ones and they said that they're not going to come out right now and say exactly but according to them uh they told you exactly how it happened in the first episode mm-hmm. you just gotta you just gotta pick up the clues and so i was listening to another uh official podcast and they were saying that if you pay attention to what the family did one of the things that they did is they didn't eat any gluten if you notice, instead of when they got KFC, instead of fried, it was grilled. If you notice, they didn't eat any bread. She didn't eat any cookies. They were saying oh, pancakes or pancakes. Exactly. They wanted, they wanted right. pancakes. Right. No, no, nothing with flour. The other thing is, is that maybe she noticed that things were happening because when she's in the classroom, the teacher says that the quiz is tomorrow, but that's a Saturday. Her classmate seems really fidgety. So they basically planted everything we need to know science-wise. You just got to pick it up. But I thought that was fascinating. And what's her name made oatmeal raisin cookies instead of chocolate chip cookies, which saved her life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought that was, I thought that was kind of cool, actually. That's interesting. I hmm. did catch the teacher saying there was a quiz tomorrow, and then Dad later said, "Oh, tomorrow Saturday." I'm thinking, "Well, damn, where's she going? To Saturday school?" Yeah, but I was yeah. like, okay, maybe it was a, you know, yeah, maybe the day teacher was already infected, so to speak, because they, you <laughs> know, how they they said that, you know, it was in the city, and they maybe they took, you know, Grandma to to her medical appointments and stuff. But, but he remember the son-in-law was feeding grandma biscuits in the morning outside mm-hmm. so yeah yeah she wasn't eating it no she, she well he tried it. he put it in her mouth yeah. but she wasn't chewing so Mm-mm. but yeah no i thought that was very interesting they also said that the uh the the federal uh people i guess in the game they really don't give you a lot of information but i guess in the series they're going to give you pretty much a whole backstory uh of how everything comes down but i was I said I was fascinated because once I I listened to the fan one first and then I listened to the official one and just the way that they broke it down I'm saying this is probably one of the smarter ways to do a show now the show that I used to watch a little bit uh that I was fascinated by was a show called The Last Ship Mm -hmm. and I used to love the way that they broke everything down and I'm like this is sort of because The Last Ship you know a virus you know everyone's dead that sort of thing but uh, for this, I was like, okay, they're like Michelle said, they're going to be very smart with this show. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never would have thought like, I figured the food thing was going to be important, but not to that extent. I was just like, they just keep showing us like they're bringing food into this a lot. <laughs> but I wouldn't have thought like you said, like everything they're eating is gluten-free. Like, and I guess because I don't have those sensitivities I don't even think about it. But again, it's kind of like her watching the news. All that stuff was happening far, far away. So she wasn't mm-hmm. paying attention to it. So it's like, I'm not thinking about, oh, maybe, you know, you just about that kind of thing. I was sitting here trying to figure out like, oh, okay. Like, did she touch somebody? Was it something dirty on the bus? Or was it when the, the watchman, you know, that sort of thing. Like what, what are the obvious clues, I guess. And I wasn't looking for the background stuff, but that was, that was pretty interesting. 
So, okay. Let's talk about these characters. So the show starts out and it's about a man named Joe Miller and his daughter, Sarah, his brother, Tommy. And let's talk about the daughter, Sarah. Yes. I kept looking at her trying to figure out, I was like, I know her from somewhere. And I'm thinking it was her. No, this is the child of Tandy Newton. And I was like, oh yeah, she absolutely stole her whole face. Right. Cause I was watching it and I did talk. I was like, Anthony, I think that's Tandy Newton's daughter. I had to go look it up during the time. I'm like, she looks just like her. And they were like, yes, that is her daughter. I'm like, oh my wow. God. Stole just her, like her. Just stole her face. Yeah. I saw a news article earlier today that said that I was like, huh, that does look like her. But yeah. But the even head. mannerisms. Yeah. She has the head's mannerisms yep. too. The head turn, so. the way that she mm-hmm. holds her mouth. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. That, now, how old is the child? Is she a child or is she a teen or a teen or is she an adult? You you mean the actress? Yeah, Nicole Parker. Um, let's see. I don't it's, know, but she's I, 18. She's, she's 18. 18. Okay. 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 So yeah, but she like I kept looking at her trying to figure out why where I knew her from. And then when she's in school and she's writing and she looks up, I was like, oh, that should have told me right there. She looks mm-hmm. exactly like her. But anyway, so like I said, we start the story out with from Sarah's point of view. She's getting up. It's her father's birthday. And we see basically you can tell the dynamic of the relationship from start. Like she is the she's the little mother of the family you know it's obvious dad works hard to try to take care of them he's a single parent has his brother uh coming by and you know they they all have it seems like a really good relationship you know they're all very playful with each other it's it it seems like they're all in a pretty good place at this point Sarah goes into her father's room right before they leave for the day and she takes out a watch that's not working as some money that he has in his drawer and this is one of the tasks that we see her go through during the day like she's at school she's looking at the clock she's waiting for you know the time to go by and after school she goes to a watch shop to get her father's watch repaired and it's when she's visiting this watch shop that for her the dominoes start to fall because while she's there like you said the wife comes out she's like oh no we're closing right now husband is like we don't close till seven she tells him something in a different language she's like we're closing right now i was like okay baby that's your clue and she told her she was like you need to go straight home that's your clue you you need to go home something's not right as if the police cars and fire trucks whizzing by the Clock I think shot. I think a Hummer a Hummer went past her too. Would be a oh, sign, dude. yeah, to go home. Right. You know, Would yeah, like I should go. Yeah, yeah, so. right, right. But you know, it's it's her dad's birthday. She wants to do something nice for him because, as she says later, you wouldn't have done it yourself. Apparently, this watch means something special to him because of the reaction that he has when he opens it. And then later on in the show, we see that even though the watch is broken. You know, the show does a time jump 20 years. He's still wearing that watch. So the watch has some significance for him. Um, But, you know, we see them interact with the next door neighbors. Like you said, son is out front feeding the mother, mother mother-in-law, whatever. She's apparently uh, 
she's disabled. She might have, you know, dementia or whatever. She's non-responsive. She, she doesn't talk and she just kind of sits there and they, they still talk to her and kind of engage her. But, you know, she's just basically an old person in a wheelchair at this point. And apparently Sarah goes over to the house sometimes to kind of keep them company, you know, the way things used to be, you know, I don't think we see a lot of that now where the younger kids will go to like the older neighbors houses and like spend time with them to make sure they're not by themselves and that sort of thing. So I felt like they were showing us this part of her character because even though she really doesn't want to go, you know, she's probably like, oh. I'm going to have to listen to the same story again, or I'm going to have to eat, you know, whatever they cook. But I mean, she goes over after school, after she um, finishes with the clock, she sits over there, she does her homework, she chats with the neighbor and, you know, makes cookies with the neighbor, oatmeal raisin, or at least the neighbor is making cookies while she's in there doing homework. And she's looking for a DVD out of their DVD stack. And that's when you see the grandmother sitting in the wheelchair behind her, and she starts doing this. I'm and I'm trying to think. There's a specific horror film where a character does that with the face and the mouth. And I cannot think of what it is now. But I was like, oh yeah, you need to turn around and get out of there. Because you can hear her like she starts kind of hitting her chest as she's making noise with the wheelchair. No, not this child. She is so focused on finding the right DVD. She doesn't pay attention. And then she goes into the kitchen and we see grandma is still just sitting there doing whatever. When she gets ready to leave later on, like I said, the dog is sitting there looking at grandma with the hair tilt, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's just, I mean, like, Am I the only person who couldn't hear what that dog was saying watching oh, no. him? Oh no, that that oh, was no. the creepiest no, no. thing, and I couldn't turn away. I'm sitting there going, "Did you not see her face?" Literally, and the, the dog's, dog's like, "The hell!" I know. Right? <laughs> With her mouth wide open, the dog is like, "Y'all don't see this shit right here?" Yeah, she had a fucking hinge top head. Her mouth was like this far open, like sitting in the wheelchair, like I'm like. Uh, no because no, by that point oh. by that point grandma was back to normal she was just looking off into space but i was trying to figure out like i was looking at her like did she die in that chair like see that's what i thought too Sarah i wasn't thought she really died paying her, yeah Sarah wasn't <laughs> paying grandma that much attention so she could have been dead in that chair i mean you know uh, unfortunately there are some people who die who pass away with their eyes open she could have easily been there and the dog just sitting there looking like y'all not gonna do nothing about this but we don't yeah. know yeah. the dog was it was the most comical thing just now the, the difference with the zombies in this is that the zombies this is a uh a parasite so they aren't dead they are still alive the zombies correct so yeah because so they're the not fungus is eating the right fungus is Peasant. eating them from the inside and inside them right. Alive. right they're like they call they said they're basically animated puppets mm -hmm. yeah so you won't see any rotting but you'll see other stuff later on in the in the episodes but right. i thought and that was gonna interesting we're gonna talk about some of that other stuff in this episode because okay who <laughs> anyway so, so i'm assuming at that point the parasite was taken over right yeah yeah, she was Had making to. all her movements, and, and the dog, the was dog like, is like, um, 
Um, something's not right with Nana. She's not there. <laughs> She's not there anymore. Somebody please get Nana. <laughs> right. And of course, Sarah's just looking like, yeah, okay, this is my cue to leave. Like, I'm not taking, like, I felt like she was like, okay, you know what? This is not part of what I do over here. Because of course, again, like I said, the woman is pretty much catatonic. Mm -hmm. And Sarah may not have known what to do with her, you know, and sometimes for young people, even for older people, having to deal with someone who is in that kind of state can be uncomfortable for some people because they don't know what to do or they don't know the right response Mm -hmm. or how to react properly. So she could have easily have been like, okay, well, you know, your daughter was over here taking care of y'all. I'm going to go home wait for my dad you know it's his birthday he's supposed to be bringing a cake home I'm just gonna go home so of course she's sitting there at home late her father told her that morning he was gonna be home by nine it's like after 10 o'clock now he's just getting home they have some banter they you know she gives him the present she shows him the DVD, which apparently is one of his favorite movies, and they settle down to watch it. Now, of course, she falls asleep after telling him that she's not going to. And as he's still watching the TV, his brother calls. He has been arrested. Now, that was the other thing, too, because his brother, he was like, look, I'm okay. And I was like, did he get bit? Did he get that? Because, again, we still don't know how this thing well, spreads. No. We mm-hmm. don't. We have not seen any of these a- reanimated people or whatever you want to call it, the puppet people. We haven't seen any of them at this point. So we don't know exactly what the symptoms are. But he starts telling his brother that he got into a fight in a bar. You know, he was like, this guy started, uh, you know, attacking the waitress and I stopped him but I got arrested after the police came and you got to come get me out of jail because it's Friday. Yeah. That's the thing. It's Friday. And if you don't come get me, I'll be here all weekend and it's going crazy in here. You got to come get me. So he, he gives him this, this sense of urgency. And so his brother's like, okay, he goes to put Sarah in the bed and we see the clock. It's like 11 o'clock. He goes out. And then the next time we see the clock is two something in the morning. Sarah has turned over. That's when you see the flashing light. She wakes up. She looks for her dad. She walks outside because Mercy, he he comes up on the window. When I tell y'all, I was like, out of all the things in this episode that would give me a jump scare, it's the dog tapping on the window like, uh, excuse me, please let me in. Because when he hit that window, it was so loud. I was like, wait, what? But you already on edge because at this point, when Daddy got that call to go get his brother, you like, oh shit, something's gonna happen while she's by herself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Dad is not gonna be there. Here we go. And that's and that's what up. I thought was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the alternative what actually happened was so much worse, so much worse. But anyway, so like we said, dog comes over. She's trying to pet the dog. dog. The dog is like wrapping itself around her, like, protect me. <laughs> Keep me safe. <laughs> and she goes around, she looks at her neighborhood. Now, of course, like you were saying at the beginning of the episode, Michelle, normally you see the neighbors out trying to figure out what's going on, whatever, whatever. Nobody is outside in the streets. So apparently everybody is heeding to the emergency broadcast system, which says, stay your ass indoors. <laughs> So 
she comes out she looks and then when she sees her next door neighbor's house the front door is wide open and so she starts calling for mrs adler now this is the thing because that i think was the thing that kept me suspenseful more than anything because we know watching other movies tv shows having to deal with zombies they react to noise so she's just calling names calling names nobody is saying anything she walks into the house and they show her turn back towards the front door to look and you see the um the what do you call it? the swinging doors behind her and it almost looks like something is moving behind it. And I'm just sitting here like, run, Sarah, run, Sarah. I'm like holding my head in my hands and just doing all kinds of things. And she walks into the, you know, the swinging doors and she slips on blood. It's time to go. Now, Get the fuck on. Get the fuck on. Go. Now, go. I understand her wanting to be nosy because no, there is that I curiosity. No, no I don't. No. <laughs> I don't care. This could be the episode of Snapped. I'm going home too. We don't no, this, be, this, 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 this series would have been over at that point. You'd be like, and I'd be like, nope, roll credits. I'm out. <laughs> she wa- she walks in and she sees the 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 man, and he's on the floor. He's obviously injured. He's bleeding, and he tells her he was like, "Help me!" And she's looking scared. But she starts walking towards him. And as she walks towards him, he starts pointing with his eyes, like, look to the left, to the left, to the left. She turns and looks. And Mrs. Adler is on the ground. And Nana is biting her neck. And when I tell y'all, when she lifts up and she has hair in her mouth and the hair is actually moving. Mm-mm. I paused my TV and I had to wait like 15 minutes before yeah. I started that shit again. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nah, I think I, I prefer I prefer my zombies using their teeth and not tentacles, tentacles. coming out of their mouth. I'm just that saying. Wasn't oh, tentacles. That was um that was Mrs. Adler's hair. No, that, no that's not. That was the fungus. That was the fungus. That was the fungus. Trying to embed. Okay, trying to embed in the mama. Yeah, yeah, to spray it. If you watch it, if you watch it carefully, you'll see pieces of it just pull and then go into. I thought that was hair. No, I watched it twice. That was the fungus. That was the fucking fungus. That was the fungus. Yes. It's trying to spray y'all it. Finna, y'all finna make me go watch this a third time. I was I like, thought that Ooh. was her hair, and I thought mm. it was moving because it was in her mouth, and I thought like Mm-mm. her tongue was moving. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Okay, so now I gotta go back and oh, that makes oh, it god. even more gross. Yeah. You can see it's like I'm, I'm watching it now. It's like you can see, you can see when she pulls her. up slowly. You can see like you can you can see the moving in her mouth, and yes. it's like. See, but that's why I said I thought that was something like I thought because she had been eating you know when you eat you're sitting there you're moving the inside of your mouth I thought that was hair and it was because she was still like her tongue was still moving that's what I thought that was because the first Mm -mm. time I looked at it Mm -mm. I was like what the fuck is that (laughs) the time I looked at it is that hair it's not hair it's not spaghetti it's the, it's, yeah, it's just, it ain't mom's spaghetti. Angel no. hair pasta. Angel <laughs> hair pasta. I hate y'all. I really do. <laughs> y'all have been on a roll the last few episodes. 
I'm telling you. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at it in the background. Mm, and and, and, the, and the sad thing is Mrs. Adler is still alive because you see her down there moving. So, okay, grandma. And is now she's moving. gonna have the virus uh, too. I mean, the fungus, fungus too. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys are right. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you missed that. No. Really no. thought it was hair. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Girl, hair don't move like that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, again, I didn't think it was the actual hair uh, that was moving. I thought that because she had it in her mouth, I thought she was still like chewing. And I thought that's what was causing the movement. Oh my God, that is so gross. Yeah. That is so no, gross. No. But anyway, so Sarah sees this and she very appropriately has a look of shock. Well, I'm sorry. That grandma couldn't walk a few hours ago. When she sat up, that should have been your 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 cue to get the fuck on. But she mm-hmm. took off, and grandma took off after her. I said, "Oh, we dealing with some World War Z shit." No, right? Absolutely. Last one. Fuck not. Yeah. No. no. You see, what my not screen name is Fast Zombies. Suck. Man. Man. Yeah. Man, yeah, mine's like, and mine is look, grandma's walking. <laughs> she didn't even have to walk, all she had to do was sit up. First of all, the fact that grandma is in the kitchen without her wheelchair, like the wheelchair was still in the living room when Sarah walked in the house, that should have been your first clue. No, excuse me, that should have been your second clue. Mercy coming over, looking at you, like, please keep me away from that house. That was the first clue. And then when she tried to bring Mercy, Mercy took the fuck off running. Mercy was like, I'm not uh-uh. going back to the house. So, yeah, Sarah had plenty of cr- clues. So anyway. She did. She and then the and house. then and then you get then you get you get the lesson of not being a nosy fucking neighbor when they were driving away and he hit the two hit what? the two zombies coming at him and the neighbor came out was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" with the fucking flashlight. I'm like, you deserve to get just gone. Yeah, and got there yet? Because we gotta talk about the fact that as Sarah's running out the house, her dad and her uncle pull up in the truck, and first thing her dad says, "Get in the get in the truck. Get in." Then ask no questions. Then ask why are you out of the house? He saw her. He was like, "Get in the truck." And then here comes Grandma. She trips on the porch. She comes running after him, and that dad and uncle are looking like the fuck. Oh, he was ready because he had a long wrench in his hand. He had he a wrench. Yeah. Uncle Tommy. Oh boy, had the right. He was like, I and got he you. Had, yeah. Right. So he he hits grandma, and of course, Sarah is still trying to process all this shit in her mind. He was like, Okay, I'm so sorry. She was like, You killed her. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but we gotta go. We gotta go. And then, of course, <laughs> you know, you start seeing the flashes from you know all the stuff happening. And they get ready, they they go into the um the cul-de-sac and they turn around, and one of the neighbors comes out. And Joel is telling her, get in your house and lock your doors. So when they turn around, of course, Mr. and Mrs. Adler have now come out of the house. They come towards the truck. And Tommy, basically, he he, he hits them, runs them over. And the neighbor is in exactly. the back, like, I was like, you about to die. You about to die. And they do. You about to die. Are you okay? Like, like are you okay? Like, uh, you ain't okay. You about you you about to become fungus food like you know, right no I I'm I, and I'm so glad that like they showed us that one time especially now that I know what it is like my skin is crawling right now but I don't need to see that again ever <laughs> ever 
you you good, right? You good. We don't have to see no zombie bites. <laughs> Not those kind. Mm-mm. Not Mm-mm. those kind. So Tommy and Joe and Sarah, they're in the truck and they're trying to get out of the out of the area. And of course, you know, traffic's blocked. You've got helicopters. You've got, you know, they're going down the street and one of the neighbor's houses is on fire. So they're sitting there trying to figure out what's going on. And they're talking to each other like, oh, okay, well, they're saying it started in the city. Is this, that, and the other. And Sarah is the one who's sitting there thinking. She was like, so they're saying it started in the city. So they took, they took Nana to the hospital. So the do I have, mm-hmm. did I have to be exposed to them for long? Like she's sitting here trying to figure she- out, is she going to be the one, the next one? She did. She was running through. She was running through every scenario. That girl paid attention in science class that day. (laughs) She was trying to figure this out. And of course, she was she was also trying to process the fact that these people that she knew, these neighbors, you know, people that she spent time with had turned into these things. And was trying to eat her. And and was trying to eat her. (laughs) And then they come across a couple on the side of the road who has a child now tommy wants to stop joel is like nope keep going tommy's like they have a kid he says so do we keep going i was like yep this is this is the part of the story where you start to see who's gonna go what direction well we don't have time for that right now though you figure that out later because right now you're gonna have some tentacles coming out when you get in the car so we ain't getting we ain't picking up no strangers and you gotta think about it we don't know if Joel and Tommy have seen what ha- what it is up close, mm-hmm. not not in the way that Sarah has. They know something now, because the way they something. drove into that driveway, they didn't even park in the They were on the grass. And Tommy had his rifle out. He was ready. So yeah, they but know I'm, what I'm saying is they probably saw the reanimated people walking, but as far as seeing like that coming out of the mouth, I don't think they've gotten that close because mm-hmm. at this point, the way they're talking about it. They still don't know what the fuck it is. And they're saying the people on the news don't know what the fuck it is. Like it started out as some violent incidents in the city and then it just kind of blew up. And of course, everywhere that they're trying to go, traffic is backed up. You've got helicopters going over the traffic. And I'm sorry, anytime you have a situation like that, you already know things is fucked up. When the military is, is watching you on the street, not just, not even just regular Cop, uh copters military Mm-mm. it's That's over but this is the time for everyone to go get them a truck girl yeah four-wheel drive thank you right. we'll be exactly and make sure make sure make make sure it runs oh, yeah, so you're you not on the side of the road trying to uh-uh. trying trying to flag somebody down trying to get out of town like you, you best believe like stop like shit uh-uh you best believe some shit go down i'm coming around the corner to michelle and anthony's house I'm be like, just put me in the back of the truck. Just put me in the back of the truck. Because I'm sorry, we're not gonna sit in traffic. We're gonna be all over the road in the right. grass, on the mountain, on the hill. Right. But while they're right. driving, here comes airplanes, very close to the ground, yeah. like in succession. And they're sitting here trying to figure out that you know, here comes the cops blocking traffic. They try to go a different way you've got people spilling out into the streets from the city everybody's panicking this that and the other and tommy again is trying to stop because he's like i can't run these people over joel is like run these fuckers over we got to get going we gotta go we'll we'll figure this shit out later 
they 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 just narrowly avoid getting sideswiped by a truck and that that was the point i'm still sitting here like oh my god oh my god oh my god what's gonna happen what's gonna happen so once they realize the 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 path forward is blocked there are some fire trucks that's blocking and of course there's people running the streets they try to back up and joel and tommy are sitting in the front seat having the stupidest conversation we need to go faster shit i'm trying to like they're having the stupidest conversation and tommy is like trying to drive joel is trying to get him to go faster which i know they're panicking they're both panicking but it's really stupid and in the meanwhile sarah's in the back seat looking out the window and she's like um guys there's a plane like right behind us and this airplane crashes into the street explodes and then there's a piece of something from the plane that crashes through the truck window and then the screen goes black and at this point it was, was a like, wheel it was a wheel landing wheel from the plane okay is that what it was because i couldn't yeah, it ricocheted, what it it ricocheted off the building and hit, hit them hit them okay oh, but i did notice like i have it playing in the background it looked like in the crowd of people some of those people weren't right Oh, like, okay. they were walking a little funny they were attacking other people so yeah they, okay it was already spreading pretty See, i couldn't tell if that's what it was because again i'm paying i'm i'm more so paying attention to what's happening in the truck so yeah. i'm just thinking that everybody is just kind of panicking out front and of course you know when it comes to something like that you're gonna have people who are like oh you're in my way i'm gonna throw you down or i'm gonna do this or you know People who are trying to pull you down, you're going to fight back. And so that's what I'm thinking is going on. I'm paying attention to what's going on in the truck because every single moment that they are in this truck, I'm scared Sarah is about to die. So that's the only thing I'm caring about now because I'm like, she's going to die. I already know she's going to die. It's not all of them. It's like just a handful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, And then it's like, it's like some of them are like, there's some people trying to run and get away. And the and like the zombie creatures come out, come from the side and tackle them like a linebacker. They, I mean, yeah. just like took them off their feet. Like it's like you got damn. the crowd running one way, and it's like one or two people going the opposite way, and those people are not right. Okay. <laughs> and then I, something I, happened in the movie theater because everyone took off running out of the I movie theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't walk out. They ran no, out. They, they ran out. They ran out. Because wow. I'm sitting here looking. Like, that's a I'm lot of people at midnight out in the street. Because this isn't it like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. A lot of people out there in them streets. Well, it's a Friday night. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, and it looks like and somebody. It said midnight, it said Midnight Madness. So they were oh, doing yep. something at midnight. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a Friday night. So some people are at the, you know, at the bars, at the restaurants, at the movie theater. But a shout out to the person who for them filming this because it was a great scene. I love it because it was very similar. Well, as they say, it's exactly like the video game, mm-hmm. but it felt like a video game, but it made you immerse in it. So I felt like I was in a truck with him and it's those long shots that does it. That's why I was like, I'm only paying attention to what's going on in the truck. Like I'm looking now and like I see you what in y'all the are talking about with the, with the people, but I wasn't caring about them the first two times I watched the show. I was like, what's going to happen to Sam? Even the second viewing, I'm still paying attention to what's going to happen to Sarah. I already knew what happened at this point, but I'm still right there in the truck. Like, okay, y'all need to go a different direction. Y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. Like, I don't know what's coming up, but I think that was just me mentally trying to avoid 
what was about to happen but anyway like we say the truck you know the 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 wheel comes through the truck the truck kind of turns over they all black out they come to sarah's trying to uh see what's going on and she happens to see a couple of people eating some of the other people and her dad kind of gets her don't look he takes her ankle down and when she when they get out of the truck her ankle is twisted at at a really really bad ankles uh angle so you know she can't walk they're on one side of the truck uncle tommy has gotten out on the other side of the truck and he's got his gun so he's trying to help protect them you know protect sarah since she's the youngest and joel takes off running with her now he goes into an alley and there's a guy sitting there eating someone else and he happens to look up there's a bunch of them but it was the one particular guy that that i know but it's scary though but it was a bunch of them eating on other people but it's so strange because the guy looks and he moves kind of slow when he looks. It's just kind of like, huh, bitch. Then he gets up and I was like, Mm-mm, well, I'm not doing this. Uh-uh. I'm not doing this. That whole through, through, through the diner, I was just like, oh, God, no, no, oh, no, no, no. You know what it no. reminded me of? It reminded me of um, the kids evading blue in Jurassic Park. Mm, yeah. And also, it reminded me of Zendaya, of uh, of uh, MJ and Ned avoiding, um, I forgot who it was that was chasing them. Oh, Dr. Uh, Connors. Yes, oh, the yes. lizard? Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Connors, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. But, but man, dude, can they move fast, though. I mean, these yeah. zombies can move. Let me tell you. I mean, it's like he slid across the floor. The next thing you know, he's like vaulting over like mm-hmm. three booths at a time. Yep. I'm like Olympic oh, uh-uh. style. Mm-mm. Olympic style. Mm-mm. Let me tell you. But luckily, they don't have no coordination because that's why yeah. he couldn't just yeah. Yeah. run straight yeah. towards him. He's sliding. He, oh, I'm bumping into things. Thank goodness they give me a head start. He was doing. Yeah, really but they got that. They got that recovery time on lock. Like, they'll, like they'll they'll trip and fall, but then it's like once they recover, they're on your ass, like in a hurry. Like, oh my god! Right, but it. So, oh, okay. I'm trying to avoid this part, but okay, I can't. So anyway, they run outside. The thing runs after them. He almost has them, and it gets shot. So Joel turns around and there's a military soldier there with, mm. with a gun. And he, he tells him, he's like, look, we're not sick. My daughter hurt her ankle. We're not sick. And so the, uh, the soldier gets on the radio. And it was at this point that I realized, I was like, okay, this is going to go in a different direction than I'm used to seeing. Because usually in shows like this and scenes like this, you have the parent or the child who was pleading with the soldier and you know the soldier kind of looks at them and they're like for whatever reason they're like oh I got a child at home or or they just have some compassion or whatever and they usually let them pass it was very clear to me that that was not going to happen in this scene and I was just like oh so is this what happens I didn't really think this was what it was going to be but the soldier gets on the radio he gets some orders and he was like, are you sure? Or, you know, basically like, say that again, 
you want me to do what okay he gets off the radio and he you know points the gun at them again and joel is like we're not sick we're not sick please don't do this the soldiers start shooting joel takes off they fall down a hill and the soldier follows them is getting ready to shoot joel and he was like yo man i'm sorry and then the soldier gets shot because here comes uncle tommy to save the day so as joel is sitting here like trying to wrap his mind around the fact that a soldier just shot at them when they were healthy that's when tommy looks at sarah and realizes oh we got a big problem sarah has been shot in the stomach and when we have to see this man try to pick up his child and she's like no 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 because she's in so much pain i was just like so y'all just really gonna do this to us at the at the beginning of the episode we're still 30 minutes in i think this episode was like an hour and 15 minutes hour and 20 minutes i was in my feelings i was like y'all actually shot this baby but i mean i guess if if i was in a similar situation I probably would have to because you you don't know like how many people are actually gonna walk up to somebody and say oh yeah i'm sick nobody's gonna yeah. do that even if they know but he could have go behind the diner and get all those ones that's on the ground eating the other people and shoot that whole group right there first well they, they, they weren't walk the ones away that were in second. front of him yeah they weren't the ones that was in front of him let me walk away that's like the same thing you say when a cop pulls you over for speeding what about all the people being robbed you want to pull me over for speeding well what about all the people speeding past us past me. <laughs> they went faster than i did <laughs> got people committing murders all the way over here you gonna stop me for speeding mm-hmm. like, ain't you got nothing better to do I, my my money i pay your tax my taxes pay your rent pay your pay your check but you know the other thing too you got to think about it is if you think about how quickly mr adler turned like he literally was just sitting there on the ground telling sarah help me and then in in the short time it took her to get outside get in the truck and turn around in the cul-de-sac he was out in the street about to attack so mm-hmm. maybe for that soldier he didn't know how he if they were sick like again we know that it's a fungus we've seen how they transmit the fungus he doesn't know how long sarah might have been injured he doesn't know what might have happened they could turn and if what you say is true anthony and they don't die but this thing just actually takes over that soldier could have been dead in seconds if he hadn't have acted so I understand it. It still sucks though, because she's a kid. It does. Like, dude, you could have, I don't know, you you could have found a I don't know. I guess I was gonna say you could find a more humane way to do it, but if quarantine, you literally, literally quarantine. But there's no time to think about there, it. You're talking yeah, second. You no, I'm, I'm just saying it would be nice. It would have been nice, but they didn't have that luxury. You no, know, they didn't. they're trying to keep this thing from spreading and you carrying a hurt child. And I know you say that y'all are not sick, but y'all could be sick. And I don't know. And so my superior is saying, oh, kill him. And the superior could have been telling him to kill anybody who was trying to come out the city. 
again that's true if what you say is true anthony and i have to go back and look at the scene if you had sick people infected people running around in that town Mm -hmm. it could be anybody at this point Mm -hmm. it just sucks that it had to be her i was so upset i was so upset but i don't know i when we um before we started tonight i was pulling up the cast list and it says that she's in two episodes so i'm assuming we're gonna get her back in either a flashback scene or it might be one of those scenes where he sees a vision of her so we'll at least see her one more time but i I was she comes back as a zombie in the finale don't play like that (laughs) no that would be pretty good no Mm -mm. because i have a feeling if he thought that that was something that would happen, like kind of like, you know, Michelle and I, we, we watched The Walking Dead. If you know that your loved one is going to come back as one of those things, you go ahead and take care of it before that happens because you don't want them to turn into that monster. You don't want them to be that monster. He doesn't want his daughter walking around eating folks like that with the little, mm-mm, no. People are taking care of that. So no, Mike, that's, that, that's going to be one of your theories that we're going to shoot down. <laughs> That's fine. He got, I, I, he's I can, got, he's I got a whole bag that. full. Oh, I'm I got, sure. Yeah, I got, I got, a, got a whole case full. I'm sure. And then Louis. <laughs> we coming. Oh my! Coming. coming. They coming. The theories. They coming. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. So. Oh my goodness. After. We sit there and watch Sarah die. We get a time jump. Oh my. Oh 20 my years. Now, the original events when Sarah dies and all that stuff, that takes place in 2003. So this is when the world fell, 2003. So now here we are 20 years later in Boston, 2023, current times. City of Boston is just ravaged. And it kind of looks like... Um, if you've seen the movie Warm Bodies, it's kind of that way, like they have the walls and they have like the, the lights and stuff outside and they have people on the walls. And it, it, it kind of sim- it, it is very similar to that. You have a quarantine zone and you have this one kid who is walking through the woods and approaches this city. Now, I wasn't sure about this kid at first. I thought that maybe this was ellie's origin story that's what i thought at first i was like okay because you can't really tell if the kid is a boy or girl very bedraggled um kind of walking not necessarily like they're sick but walking like they are tired they are exhausted they are hungry they might have been doing this for a long time and the child is by themselves so when they bring I think it's a boy at this point when they bring him in and the officer's sitting there talking to him and trying to ask questions about, are you okay? Are you hurt? Are you by yourself? Blah, blah, blah. And they test the child with this, you know, I I guess it's supposed to detect the fungus in the body. Now I was thinking when it turned red that that meant the child was negative. And I think they did that on purpose. 
I thought that that would, you know, when it turned red, the child was negative and they were like, okay, so we're going to give you some medicine. We're going to give you food, this, that, and the other. Now that part, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Y'all offering this kid a whole bunch of stuff for someone who just came in from the cold. No, when she, when she, when she, when she said you're safe now, I was like, oh, she's gone. Yeah. She did. Yeah. And they gave, you know, they gave him an injection of something. I was like, okay, so is this medicine or what? Nope. Sleepy time medicine. It was sleepy time medicine. Man, how about why is this this like the Pixar movie version of a zombie apocalypse? Like, why we gotta have sad shit in the beginning like this? Like, oh, like that was heartbreak. Like I was just like, oh man, we like his daughter just died. Now we got this. And the little girl looked like Daphne Keene. I was like, oh, they're killing X-23. Why you got to kill X-23? Yes. Like that? That's yes. what I thought, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, man, no. But after that, we see some people around like a concrete pit. And basically what they're doing is they're burning bodies. So I'm assuming these are bodies of people who are infected or people who have died mm-hmm. in order for them to kill the fungus. And there's this one woman there. and She sees another truck that's coming. She goes over to the truck and she opens it. And then we see Joel come up and she looks at him. She's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And when he turns around to the truck, it's that kid because you notice the very distinct sneakers that the child was wearing when they came in. So apparently, yes, they killed the child. So at this point, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, so do they take in people from outside or... Mm You know, it's one of those things where this child was by by himself, no other adults. They could have easily done a checkup to see if the child was sick, but that's what that's what that that was. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what that was because, like I said, when I first saw the red, you know, automatically you think green go, red stop, green positive, red negative. That's the way I was looking at it, but no, it's actually. The opposite. Oh, yeah. See, I, 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 I knew thought people green, said, green means you good to go. And red red is, means no, no, no. So when I saw the red, I'm like, this boy's about to, I was like, he about to die, you know. All right, Anthony, and I gotta get... <laughs> yeah, it's like green's good, red is wrong. Oh, like, right. Point, Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they show you his knee or her knee, and you're like, okay. And then they show you the sign. Of how long it's gonna take to be infected? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, we're about to kill the kid, right?" And I wonder because I noticed they yeah. had they had all the bodies hooded. I wonder if they they do that because that's where the the fungus comes out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would make I would sense. think so. Yeah, and then I was concerned of the burning of the bodies because then the fungus can spread in the air and you have spores. But then we learned later. If you you know listen to the showrunners that they're not doing that they're not dealing with spores in the air so you don't have to worry about that but that's what my concern was I'm like we need some N95 mask out here exactly you know, I know you know <laughs> shirts to cover up right like, that's not going that ain't, that ain't it no that was one of those changes they made for this is to take the whole spore thing out okay now. okay. Because in the game, that's a big deal. Because in the game, they spend a lot of time in gas masks. Okay. And I don't think, and they don't want, you know, the actors in, ga- in masks all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, all yeah, because all you would heard was, Yeah. And then it really you, like, matter yeah. who you cast. 
Yeah. Exactly. You could add anybody. It's like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, after this, you start to see a little bit of the workings of their quarantine zone. Um, you get to see how they earn their money, or not even money, they earn ration cards. You know, there there's a military presence. Everything is heavily controlled. You have people who are um, basically being tried and executed at the same time for unauthorized exit from the quarantine zone. So I guess these these are people who are like, oh yeah, you know what? I don't want to be safe in here. I'm gonna go try my my luck out there. Like why? But anyway, so I guess that's some of those bodies that we saw too. But you have this one uh, military officer who kind of signals to Joel. And then we find out Joel has pretty much become a drug dealer. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess you got to make your money some kind of way. I mean, just from what I, I got from him in this later part of the show, he seems pretty hardened. You know, I'm pretty sure that the death of his daughter did some things to him and you know he's just basically it looks like he's trying to earn enough ration cards to do something whether it's to escape or what but he's he's trying to work the networks and that's one of the things that we see throughout this um this episode like I feel like Joel keeps to himself but he seems pretty important in a quiet way and and it seems like there are people are kind of scared of them too, mm-hmm. like even even in that network. Because you know later we see someone's like, please tell 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 him it was an accident. Tell him me to do yeah. it. You know, <laughs> she's like, oh, he'll listen to me. The person who stole the battery. <laughs> he was scared. He was like, please tell him. Please tell him. Been doing like have you been out here regulating and people yes. are scared of you yeah he looks like yes. that might be what he's doing right and when it, you're a drug dealer and you ask for your bag back you mean you scary <laughs> like you can't get another <laughs> ziploc bag i mean can't i get the bag back <laughs> i mean you know zip, ziploc ziploc is probably in short supply it's like otherwise he probably had to wrap them in like a piece in some in a sock or something Be like Ugh, i ain't trying to buy drugs for your ass no. <laughs> sock pills. I ain't trying to. Yell. Um, oh, I'm just God. concerned concerned about what that bag's been through and why it's so important. But you know, we're not gonna get into that discussion. But I mean, like Let's you said, like 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 <laughs> yeah. Mike said, it's, it's a, a shortage. So he's probably like, yeah, I need my I need bag my bag, bag, bag so I can move some more. Yes, move some more stuff. But it, it's the process of how it's being moved is what I'm. Worried about. Oh no! I mean that too. Not even. Just, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think maybe yeah, that's why he wanted the bad bag. He was like, "Yeah, y'all not stuffing this in." No, Mm-mm. give me my shit back. <laughs> oh my god, Mm-mm. unintended, right? And why got to be oxy uh-huh. from the lamb? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't oxy. It was hot. Hy- he said hydro. 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 Oh, from hydro-codone. the lamb. Hydrocodone. Mm-hmm. But le- okay, so. In that next scene, we meet Tess, who is, I guess, his girlfriend. 
but she's the one that's negotiating with the guy who stole the car battery from them so apparently joel tried to get his car battery again for whatever reason and the dude stole the battery from him he's like please don't tell him he's gonna come after me and da 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 and Tess is making it seem like she's in charge. Like, oh, my guy listened to me and blah, blah. So I'm thinking she's like the head of some network or whatever. But but first of all, I'm like, dude, you seem like you have a whole bunch of armed people. Like you have henchmen. Like she's the, one that's the got the black, she's the one that's got the black eye. Right. That's what the concern no. was. And the battery's concerned about how those men how handled they, how her. I know, but I'm saying. They were scared. He was scared, but he's got henchmen. It don't matter. And it's just Joe. Well, so well, Joe must be into some fuckery. Joel, <laughs> Joel has, has been in the military. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, we saw that at the um, beginning. His... Um, his truck his, has a truck. Right. And, and I think it's brother truck, but I, they both been in the military. So they're not playing with him. Mm-mm, not at all. And apparently somebody ain't playing with them <laughs> because while they're sitting there negotiating, okay, well, I'll tell him to leave you alone, not to come after you, whatever. There's an explosion. And when she comes to and she walks out, of course, uh, battery, battery stiller is long gone at this point. She walks out and there is a military vehicle that has been blown up. So one of the things that we see when we when we get inside and we start to see what's going on inside is there are emblems painted all over the place. And it is an emblem for a group called the Fireflies. And these are the rebels. Now, I will say towards the end of the episode i'm still kind of sort of like okay so what are the rebels supposed to be doing like obviously they've kidnapped this girl uh ellie because we see that in the next scene they appear to be fighting the military that's within the walls so it's kind of like okay so are you fighting for the people are you fighting for freedom like are you do you guys feel like because of course anytime you see a setup like this you have a group who feels like the military is lying to you and the people in charge are lying to you and they're keeping secrets and they're doing this to control you which wouldn't be out of the norm that's kind of what what does happen so we get this introduction to ellie's character and immediately i was sitting here like she can't be cussing like this She's too young. And then I have to remember she's 19 now. And I'm just like, wait, what? Because she was 11 when she started in Game of Thrones. And I'm just like, yo, why are all these people? Right. (laughs) But anyway, Ellie seems to be a tough little something. They have her locked up in a room, chained. She doesn't know why. No one's telling her why. They're giving her these little, like, I guess, cognitive tests, count from one to 10, slowly. And so she does, and she ends it with a nice little flourish. But I feel like at this point, they're testing to see what's going on with her, like if mm-hmm. she's sick or not. So then we start to see uh, a little bit more of the network after we're introduced to Ellie, you see Joel go to somebody 
and give him cigarettes. And this guy seems to be a person in charge. Like he's got radio equipment behind him. People are in a long line trying to see him. So I'm guessing this is the guy who's in charge of getting things to people. And so what's happening is Joel is trying to figure out where his brother is. His brother has apparently been sent out, I don't know, for work, for a mission or whatever, and he hasn't checked in. And he wants to go and find his brother. And of course, they're like, oh, we can't let you go out, blah, 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 blah. So Joel being Joel, he goes back to his house and he starts figuring some shit out. He moves his dresser. He's got guns. He's got this. He's got that. He's got a map. And he's sitting there plotting. And he's taking some of his own pills. Like, what is, what is the saying? Don't get high on your own supply. supply. Dude, you're not supposed to be taking this stuff. And you're chasing it with alcohol. This is the one thing. Somebody said this about another show. Um, I think they were talking about Supernatural. They were like, is it just me? Or do characters not pay attention to the instructions on a pill bottle when it says avoid alcohol do not take with alcohol like none all of these people always chase their pills with alcohol and none of them have died yet well sam and dean have but not from that (laughs) you know it's just like oh okay but his character I, you know, it's one of those things where we're given the impression that he is not someone to fuck around with, mm-hmm. but I also feel like he, it's almost like he's not that in a, an obvious way. Like he's very unassuming. Like he's not, he's not one of these people. He's not bulked up. Like he's not walking around looking like the rock. He's not walking around with this mad look on his face all the time like he's just gonna beat people up he's just kind of there and unassuming and I think that's probably what makes him dangerous as well because when you look at him this is not a person that you think oh I need to fear my life (laughs) you know fear for my life from this guy but there was something else that happened that I thought was interesting since we've been talking about the spores and stuff did y'all notice when he moved the dresser to get the stuff from up under the dresser, did y'all notice how the camera just kind of focused on the air and the dust that was going uh-huh. around in the room? Yep. I was like, are y'all trying to throw us off? It's kind of like I was sitting here thinking like Anthony talking about going through the fields and kicking the things. And th- that's what it <laughs> reminded me of. Like he moved the dresser and there's all this stuff. And literally the camera is right there. There's nothing else going on in the scene, that, in the shot. There, there's no him. There's no movement. There's just this dust moving. And I'm just like. But, but the, the showrunners assure us that they're not doing sports. Right. That's, that's what they claim. But we we've had showrunners claim all kinds of shit before, and <laughs> they was lies. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously he didn't get whatever was in the air, so <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that right now. But he wakes up in the morning because Tess has come home, and this is when she tells him about the guy who stole the battery and this, that, and the other. He's like, okay, we got to go find Tommy, but we need that battery for the truck. And so they decide to go looking for this guy. 
through some old tunnels and kind of like an underground network that she knows about. And again, it's one of those things where I know he survives, or at least he survives through most of the show because we've seen different clips of him with her. But while they were doing all this, I was just like, be careful. Oh my God, what are y'all doing? Don't go down. It was, it was just one of those things where it's like, they make you worry, even though you're not like, this is Joel. He's the main character. I don't think, well, let me not say that. I was going to say he's the main character. I don't think we have to worry about him dying, but this wouldn't be the first time a show killed off a main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the look you're giving me right now, Anthony. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when they get into one of the rooms and she starts looking at it, she turns around and she gets startled because one of these things, the these whatever these things turn into once it like fully once the fungus fully engulfs a person, it's literally splattered on the wall. And there were so many things that were going through my mind when I saw it. But looking at that and looking at like the promo for what's coming up in the season and just some of the other images I've seen since they started promoting this show, I was like, why are they bringing the cursed creatures from the Black Pearl into this show? Because that's what they look like. That's what they look like. You remember how Will's father was like part of, he was part of the ship. That's what it was reminding me of. I was like, oh, y'all are really going to make my skin crawl this season. Because those things look gross. Like they look like, like, all the things that's growing on them and everything, like they look like they have barnacles and all this other stuff. They look gross. I wonder if that's the fungi's final form. The one that was like on the wall where it was kind of spread the way that um, Mm -hmm. the way that the intro was done? Yeah, probably. Probably. That's the end result. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what kills them because it didn't look like it didn't look like that form had been killed in a traditional way you know like when we see you know the walking dead or other zombie movies like they 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 kill them you know with a shot to the head or they decapitate them or whatever this thing still looked kind of intact even though he he wasn't i don't know it was just it was was i mean this is this is the end this is after it has taken every part of you and yeah, I guess there's nothing, nothing else for them to eat on at that point. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's a yeah. But anyway, so what happens is once they see this thing, they kind of go up some steps, and there's a secret entrance into this building. And when they come out the entrance, they realize all of the people who were here are dead. Now let's talk about these people. This is the Firefly base. And we've seen some of these people earlier in the episode. These are the people that are keeping Ellie hostage. Of course, at that point, we don't know that her name is Ellie. She's telling them her name is Veronica. And there are some people here who are trying to figure out what their mission is, what they're supposed to be doing. And the leader, I can't remember her name. Hold on, let me look it up. But the person who plays her, um, Marlene, mm-hmm. the actor.
actress who was playing her is actually the original voice actress from the video game. But she's oh, the, she's awesome. the yeah she's the leader of the Fireflies for this quarantine zone. And basically, what's happening at at one point is her subordinates are questioning what she's having them do. They're questioning their mission, what they're supposed to be doing. And she gets one of them alone and she tells them something very important about Ellie. Important to the point where it tell where it makes the girl be like, oh, okay, you know what? Yeah, okay, we'll we'll do whatever it is that you say, do. Anything you want, we'll do it. So at this point, where when Joe and Tess meet up with these two women, like I said, everybody else is dead, including Battery Guy. Battery Guy has been shot in the face um marlene and the other chick are in the hallway it's obvious marlene has been hurt through whatever skirmish just happened and ellie (laughs) she runs out of the room and runs after joe with a knife and he just kind of disarms her very quickly and i was like oh this friendship has gotten off to a really good start like you just tried to kill him for no reason but she probably thought he was with whoever just came through and cleared house. But their interactions with each other is interesting because she is this smart mouth kid who apparently just found out something very important about herself because whatever Marlene told her second in command, she also tells Ellie and she, she knows Ellie, like who Ellie really is. And Part of Ellie's backstory is that she's an orphan and she was placed in, I guess they have a school where they are like training them to become part of the military. And she ran away and was caught. And she just happened to be caught by the fireflies who need her for whatever purpose. And what happens is um, Marlene tells joel okay so i know you were coming to look for your battery the battery was no good anyway but now this is what i need for you to do i need you to take this girl and take her such and such you can wait on your brother i was like hold on she's what you telling me i can't look for my brother but i gotta take care of this girl who i don't know and take her to somewhere you're telling me i have to go and you won't even tell me why i have to if you tell me if if you know like he hadn't even he had only just told Tess that his brother was missing so if you know my brother is missing obviously you know that there's something else going on what are you not telling me oh I can't tell you that but this is what I need you to do I need you to take this girl and I need you to make sure she's safe and she gets here and you have to keep her alive and blah 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 why at this point, I'm going to want to know some answers before I commit myself to this. Because now it's like Marlene is trying to get Joel to do this thing. She's trying to get him to leave the quarantine zone, take this girl to some other fireflies who apparently it seems like Joel and Marlene like each other. Like, I don't know where Joel is in this whole fireflies thing. I don't think he's a part of it, but I don't oh, he, think he's not. He's not, he's not because I think they they tried they tried to recruit his brother and he he like resents him for it. 
because he says something about what like, something about what they did to to his brother. It's like he won't forgive him for he can't forgive mm. him for it or something like that. Okay, so yeah, so and also about, and also yeah, Marlene says we both know what you're capable of, right? So better or worse. So he does some yeah. So she knows he's gonna get the job done. And, you know, she gave him a great incentive. We'll get you all the things, materials you need. Yep. Get to your brother. So mm-hmm. he also told her she turned his brother against him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that was the thing. I was like, okay, so what happened? But I mean, I have, a, like you said, I have a feeling I was like, okay, Tommy probably joined the Fireflies. He's probably mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? They're fighting. I'm going to fight. Da, 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 da. And, you know, I, because other than that, I can't I can't see two brothers who went through the traumatic experience that they went through together having any other reason to be at odds with one another, except for the fact that they're kind of fighting on different sides. And that's why I was kind of like when I, I got the information from uh, our friend Carlos about two characters who are good characters having to fight each other and like kill each other. I was like, it's the brothers, isn't it? And he was like, I'm not saying, I'm just saying there's two good characters. I was like, it's the brothers. I bet you it's the brothers. Mm-hmm. So y'all are going to break our hearts even more by pitting these two brothers together after they've already, okay, whatever. Ugh, this is what y'all are going to do. This is what y'all are going to do. Um, oh, yes. Okay, so I'm looking at the date. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm looking at the Davy Jones creature, <laughs> the black frog creature. But yeah, you can see the 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 fungus coming out of its mouth and kind of stopped right there in the midst of all the other stuff. So I, maybe what you said, Michelle, was right. Like the fungus had nothing else to feed on. And I don't know, maybe tried to leave his body and there was nowhere for it to go. Because I mean, it's in a room that's full of concrete. So there's nothing living in there for it to latch on to. But you got to imagine that's a painful way to go. Just. Mm. By, by the time it got that far, the person was not. I know, but still, I mean. Not, they were gone. You know, the person had to be present for at least some of that, you know, at least even the initial infection, mm. the initial taking over of the body. I mean, the way it is with a lot of parasites, especially ones that we see in like science fiction and, and, and these types of stories, like the host is still fully aware of what's going on until they're not. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think with this one, this one is, is giving them, giving you hallucinations. So you, you're there, but you know, you're on some island in the Bahamas chilling. <laughs> yeah i hope in, in your head so you, you don't know what's going on you're hopefully just, you're just hallucinating your life away yeah Mm-mm-mm. so anyway ellie and joel <laughs> like i said she already started off trying to kill him then he finds out that he has to take her to wherever the rest of these fireflies are so that she can be safe and that is important but they won't tell him why and then like you said michelle they'll give him whatever he needs to find his brother so they go back to his apartment and tess 
goes out to scout to see the best route for them to take when they get ready to escape. So you've got Joel and Ellie in the apartment together. Joel is to the point where he's like, I'm not paying you no attention. I don't care about this. And I was like, of course they would stick the man who lost his daughter with a young girl to take care of. He probably is like, I don't want no part of this. I don't want the responsibility. I don't Mm -hmm. want this burden. And she's just trying to figure out, like, I I guess from whatever was told to her, she's just kind of like, okay, well, I didn't ask for any of this. I didn't ask to be here, whatever. But they have this interesting code. Um, Joel has an old radio in his apartment. And there is a billboard book. What is it? Billboard book of great songs of the eighties or something like that, or great billboards, greatest hits or some, something, one of those kinds of trivial books that people like us would actually love to look at and go through and, and have fun with. But Ellie realizes that there's a code within the book. Like if a song from the sixties comes on, it it says that, you know, things are okay. If a song from the seventies comes on, okay, things might be getting a little hairy. And apparently she figures out that if a song comes on from the eighties, that means that there is trouble. And she learns this because when Joe wakes up from a nap, she tells him, she was like, yeah, the radio came on while you were asleep. He was like, oh, what came on? She was like, I don't know, some song that was like, wake me up before you go. (laughs) And he was like, oh, shit. And she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Songs from the 80s, Danger. And he just looking at her like, did you really just trick me for this information? So not only is she defiant, she's smart as hell too, and she can figure things out. It's like, okay, all right. So this is going to be interesting because she's probably going to be one of those kids. And of course, I don't know if this is the case, but she's probably going to be one of those kids who feels like she knows it all. She doesn't need a grown up to tell her what to do, especially a grown up who doesn't want to pay it, pay, uh, you know, who doesn't want to be with her in the first place, who doesn't want to be around her in the first place. I was like, yeah, they're about to get on each other's nerves for at least another episode. <laughs> that's what they're about to do but um i don't know what did how do you guys feel about the way ellie's character was introduced like uh, obviously we know at the end of the episode that something is going on with her to the point where she is infected but she's not exhibiting any of the symptoms Uh, apparently she has some type of immunity or at least we think she has some type of immunity, but she said she was bitten weeks ago and nothing has happened. So it's, it's not it's not really immunity, I don't think. What do you think it Cause, is? Because she because remember in that escape scene, they she tested positive. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a non lethal version. Like she maybe has a mutated version of the fungus. Mm, okay. That she so, was infected with. Okay. So I guess apparently what they're trying to do is they're trying to get her someplace where one, she can be safe because I mean, can you imagine somebody finding out that she has the virus, but she's not affected in the same way that everybody else is? Yes, but I can't trust this. I don't trust we want to just keep her safe. I trust that they want to 
literally take her and do their own, you know. They they probably you know, want to test. They probably want to do some ex- yes, well, some experience. Yeah, they want to. They don't want to figure out why is it different, and then how can they make all the other all the 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 lethal version not lethal anymore. Right, but they don't want Fedra to do it. They want to do it. The Fedra, Firefly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like a struggle. But I what your question was about how she was introduced. I like how she was introduced because we don't know really. The only thing we found out was why do they have this young lady who's cursing up a storm locked up who hates counting <laughs> backwards to 10. Yes, she is. <laughs> and then later we find out okay, um she was an orphan and she was placed. Mm-hmm. Why why would that be a special thing to be placed there and then now something is happening to her and she's special and she only knows it because I guess she whispered to her in her ear and now she knows why yeah that she needs to go with them and stuff so i i like how she was introduced in the middle of her story so i guess later we'll find out like how did she get to this point mm-hmm. yeah but i mean oh. she she's a tough kid she yes she ha- is she has to be you know if you've grown up an orphan i mean and and she's only ever known this world so she doesn't know anything different she's not i mean even when they were trying to get her out when they were smuggling out she was like oh my god i've never been out here before like she had never been past the walls ever mm-hmm. so she thought that was cool oh my goodness i'm outside the walls right talking all loud excuse me y'all are sneaking out the city what i know like can you keep it use your indoor voice everybody don't need to know that this is your first time outside the wall oh this is who's first time outside the wall okay but so however she Mm -hmm. knew when they got to that soldier if she was tested what's gonna happen because she was prepared man let me tell you and the thing is it was the same soldier that Joel had sold, sold the drugs, drugs to. to. And I think they were negotiating something earlier, something having to do with a truck. So I don't know if it was the soldier and some other people were trying to get out with Joel because of course, like we said, Joel was going to go look for his brother regardless. The other guy told him, he was like, yeah, we can't spare it. You can't do this. It's dangerous. And Joel was like, I'm going to find my brother. So I think and I think he, he to- made it. A- he made a deal with them mm-hmm. and he was going to get another vehicle. That's like one of the retired vehicles. Ah, okay. And that's yeah. why they needed the battery. The battery that was no good. Uh-huh. And him, the, the soldiers were going to get him there to okay. the vehicle. Okay. Because well, he had to pay each one $200 or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. Mm-hmm. But one but of the things like, he told the, um, the soldier told him he was like, stay off the streets for the next couple of days because what did he say? Fedra, uh, Fedra's cracking down and it's hard to it's hard to tell the difference at night or something like that. So basically he was like, look, I kind of thought it was a threat at first. And then I was like, well, it could have been either or because I feel like in that scene, Joel was really kind of, not necessarily no he was he was basically letting the soldier know like i hold all the cards here you know 
I'm the one who's doing this. I'm the one who's who's figuring this out. I'm the one who can get whatever you need. You just need to do such and such because they were paying him so that they could go with him. And he was like, oh, I'll take 200 for the other guys and then 200 for you. I was like, wait, so what is it about this dude that you're like, oh yeah, you got to pay $200 all by yourself. And then the other four guys, yeah, they, they 200 all together. 50 bucks a piece and you got to pay 200. I think he was like, yeah, uh-huh. If you want to come out with me, you got to give me what I want. Right. And I felt like when the soldier said that, you know, don't be out on the streets over the next couple of nights because it might be dangerous. They, you know, they can't tell who's who. In a way, that was a veiled threat. A veiled threat, but he wasn't really going to do nothing because, you know, he needs his his um drugs from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but he did say dude i told you not to be out so it's like you are my hands are tied right and you sitting there trying to negotiate with him this you got this dude scared like why are y'all sneaking out like it's and it's not just you it's you and a and a woman and a girl like why are y'all what and then mm, and, and joel and has some ptsd him, man, man let me tell you so First of all, the moment he was telling them to get on their knees so he could test them. And you see her, you see Ellie kind of panicking because she doesn't want to get tested. And she pulls that knife out and she jabs it in his uh, leg. He gets up and he gets ready to shoot. And here you have Joel. He's got Ellie behind him and he's looking at a man in a uniform with a gun. I was like, dude, you're going to die. You're going to die a horrible death. I already see it coming because that he, he does not see you, whoever you are, whoever you are to him, however close y'all may or may not be. He does not see you in this moment. He sees the man that took his daughter from him and your ass is about to die. Mm -hmm. And when he starts beating him, did you see the way Ellie came up behind and she was looking, she was so interested in what he was doing. Did you notice that look? She was like, yeah. oh, okay. I was like, there's something about Ellie. I just like, she about is- about it. Now she had her little knife. You know, she cursing up a storm. You know, she ready. And she'd be getting mad when you take the knife. She'd be like, motherfucker, get my damn knife. <laughs> but didn't they say that she was in a military school, though? I mean, the for the, for the federals. So mm-hmm. that was sort of like the orphanage. So Think about it. She's been taught to fight her entire life. Yeah. All her life. Oh, come on. <laughs> can we, you know, ever, can we have a show where we you don't know. have a Hamilton reference? No, that was oh, that was that, that was color purple. purple. Uh, no, what? she said the orphanage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, so Joel kills the soldier and and they leave and they go outside of the area. And okay, somebody else mentioned this. They were like, that's a lot of structural damage and, and devastation for 20 years. Like you've got buildings collapsed on themselves. It looked like Chicago in uh, Divergent. No, it, look, it looked like the... Um... That look like Loki, the place where they where they send you when they yes, when you get punched. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was just I was like, 
what in the world did y'all do to destroy the city like this? Like, did y'all send down bombs trying to, mm-hmm. at which mm-hmm. they did, they probably did. Yeah. yeah. RPGs, yeah. mortars, yeah. Every, everything but the nukes. And and there was probably some type of, because of the fireflies, there was probably some sort of a, of a civil war or an armed rebellion uh, against it. I mean, we've, we, we've went through something not as dramatic, similar with the, the pandemic with certain, you know, people not wanting to do certain things. So why not put in the show? So I could see that happening. And, you know, you have to understand a lot of places, especially really, really big cities, their infrastructure is already, especially lower class, is already being held together with spit and a Band-Aid. Anyway, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, they, they crossed this fence and it says warning biological contamination area. Oops. I don't know if that's where you want to go. But then right after this, they show a scene of Joel's apartment and the radio comes on and I can't remember what song. I know Mike probably wrote it down. Mike, what song were they playing? It's Depeche Mode song. Uh, shoot. I, I knew. I knew Mike would know it. It, 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 yeah, I love that song. Actually, it's like it's a Depeche Mode song. It's um, but it's from the eighties. I knew it. I, yes, it's, so it's an eighties so song. Never let me down again. Yeah. Never let me down again. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it it's basically like okay, there's danger, but now you're not there to to hear that there's danger. So I I don't think they need to hear there's danger. They well, they're in they the know. danger zone. Yeah, they're in the danger zone. At least they have a gun now. <laughs> That's a softball, Mike. <laughs> I, I I was I was going to then I, I I felt Hanako's head shake just like Mike, just please. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting it, but um, Ugh. so that's the end of the episode. Of course, with them w- walking into the uh, contamination zone, and I was sitting there like, like this episode was like I said, it was about an hour, fifteen hour, and twenty minutes, and I was like, that's it. I wanted it to keep going. Do you know where they had planned on ending it? No. They planned on ending it after he threw the little kid in the fire. What you mean they planned on it? Oh, that was the original episode. Mm -hmm. Was that even long enough? That would have been like almost 40 minutes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh-uh. Because it was supposed to be the representation, you know, 20 years later, he was carrying his daughter the same way. I'm glad they didn't end it yeah. there. I would have been They mad. said, nah, you need to add a little bit more. They needed to because if they, <laughs> they would have just stopped there, I feel like it wouldn't have had as much of an impact as an episode as it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, the HBO people were like, we need for y'all to introduce Ellie. In the first episode, yeah, mm-hmm. we need to. They wise. wanted them to get together in the first episode, right? Yeah, but I mean, so. when they're showing the previews after the episode of, like, you know, in the weeks ahead, again, these these how, do we call them zombies? Like, 
can we call them zombies if they're dead? If they're not, can, they're not them they're, the infected. Okay, this is called that's the better. Okay, yeah, so, because they're not dead. You're alive until you're not alive anymore. They're cursed. <laughs> they're cursed like <laughs> people on the black pearl. They're cursed because that's what they uh, look like. Beware the cursed. And it's so it was so gross because one of the um one of the preview scenes that they show there's this guy and he's been crushed by concrete and he's got like the fungus like the little tendrils coming out of his face and ellie has the knife and she's like going to it like she's about to stab it in the eye and i was like why why are you playing with these things like you would be fucked up if that thing just kind of pushed the concrete off of of itself and came after you i mean i don't know what it would do because like like she said the wound that she has on her arm she got bitten or she got clawed skin pulled off whatever but it was three weeks old and it healed over so i don't think it would have done anything to her but i was like why are you fucking with things you don't what what is casey's favorite saying she need a whooping yeah <laughs> why why are you fucking with 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 the 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 nasty tenderly man like why why what? and you would think that because she's infected like they wouldn't bother her but clearly they don't like seriously the fungus is trying to spread so it's trying to spread to people who are not infected however she's infected but see she's infected differently yeah. So they still kind of feel like she's not affected. Probably. So that means you need Probably. to stay away from them. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm did I miss that part? What? Oh, we're, no, we're talking about uh the the preview at the end of the episode where it says in the weeks ahead and we we see them kind oh, of Oh, I didn't watch that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it is it's just basically yeah. um some clips from what's coming up in uh future episodes and some of the some of the coverage I think we've already seen in like the trailer and stuff like mm. that but it's just the way that she approaches them it's like i know your like you said i don't know if it's immunity or if it's just affecting you differently okay so one of the theories about uh ellie is that she either uh is completely immune or the official podcast said that she has a different strain and the strain could mean that she is either uh not as uh, susceptible or she's completely turned all the way just like some vampires turn but can appear human and can control it so they said that she could be more rabid and more dangerous that the parasite inside of her is fully grown and is working in tandem because they said that when you are a puppet with this inside of you it's sort of like when you take a lot of lsd and they said that you are completely enwrapped in it, but you'll have moments of being lucid. I've never done LSD. I'm just just quoting what they said. <laughs> so they sure were saying you have it. Sure. Actually, I actually I never have. Uh-huh. But they you're, were you're saying from Hate Ashbury, aren't you? Mm, yeah, but never been. So <laughs> they were saying that there could be moments of being lucid where you read realize that there's something in you. So with her, they're saying that. She might be like side by side with whatever inside her. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be interesting? And if that's the case, then they're really and truly screwed because the one thing they've been trying to avoid is now not only present, but it's double or triple the danger. 
So is what they're basically suggesting is that she's living in a symbiotic relationship with it? Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of what they were they were talking about. Yeah. They said that could be one of the possibilities. And the other thing that they said that I thought was fascinating, they said if you you know how some people they said are precognitive, mm-hmm. you know, about certain things, but mm-hmm. they do things without realizing it. If you go back to the beginning of the episode everything that the families did to avoid gluten if you notice the way that they did it with joel joel when he put sarah to bed didn't take her shoes off so when they had to run they didn't have to stop he had his tools in the car yeah oh they went in so, big know, time okay so i will say this i don't think that was necessarily a design of him being prepared i mean he's a construction worker we learned that at the beginning of the episode so he would have tools in his car Mm -hmm. um i think as far as not taking her shoes off i think that was more so just the oh i'll do that later i need to go get my brother out of jail because tommy was telling him how bad things were getting you need to come i mean he literally said you need to come get me now now so i think that was more so okay i'm just gonna put her in bed i'm only gonna step out grab him and come back like i don't think he was expecting to be gone for a few hours which i don't know if you've ever had to get anybody out of jail it's gonna take a couple of hours no i i almost but never no yeah so So, i think i don't think that was anything that was planned on his part like because if you think about it he was paying attention to the news even less than she was at that you know during the day yeah that's i don't think he was really paying attention like they were making jokes about it oh that's taking place in jakarta oh we're safe you know i don't think it was that serious for him he was probably just like oh that's something that's happening over on the north side of town or whatever the case may be so i don't i don't think that was um planned at all it just it just happened to work out in his favor but i mean i i feel like even if she had had her shoes off before she stepped outside to go next door she probably would have put her shoes on that's true that's That's true that's true so so yeah some some of the theories and it's like that's one of the reasons why i don't really listen to other podcasts or anything else discussing shows that we're going to talk about before Mm -hmm. we talk about them because i don't want that to influence my way of thinking or right. I want to see if I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of other people. So I'm looking at it like, oh, okay. So I wasn't too far off. Now I will yeah. say the whole part about the symbiotic relationship. I don't know if I feel like that's what it is, but I also feel like because I think that that's the, the most unlikely of scenarios, that's probably what it is, especially considering we started out the episode with everybody laughing about it being a fungus that starts this whole thing. And that's actually what ended up <laughs> happening. So, yeah, especially when he said, well, what if happens if we just get a little bit warmer temperature wise? He said that could kick it into the next evolution saying global warning, you know, so it, it's it's interesting. I think that the biggest thing that I took away from the two different podcasts and reading stuff online today is that this zombie show is going to be very, very different from any zombie show that we've seen because mm-hmm. uh, sort of like closer to 12 monkeys, I guess they're going to be very, very focused on trying to prove to you what the science is and how the science could basically, you know, pair out with what 
you think you're going to see on the show. So I found it fascinating. Okay. Um, is there was is there a show or no? It's a it's a short movie where there's like a young girl that is like affected with something, and then like she has like a relation. And it's, it's either zombies or some other kind of. It was monster. vampire. It was last year, and I can't think of the name of it. But yeah. But but it's, but or is that but it was something like that? And she and she like they were attacking, and she kind of stood there, and they didn't attack because she was standing there or something like that. Oh, uh, World War Z. Z. You're thinking World yeah. War Z was the vampires. Yeah. They they were they would this, not attack no, anyone no. that was terminally sick. No, this was another no, one where no, it was a, it's a show uh, with a girl. Yeah, and they were all sort of like on the run, like this was. Yeah, she was infected. It was not something. Yeah, it was. She was a fan. Well, I'm not going to lie and say she's a favorite. It's something, it's something that reminds me of this. But it was it's on. It was on Netflix. Because because that theory makes sense because it's like if she if if she is like infected and part and partially mm-hmm. that kind of creature, like if she if she can like kind of communicate with them or tell them and they won't attack or she can. Get them to stop attacking her. Oh, the girl with all the gifts. Yeah, we watched that. The girl yes, with, yes. The girl that, with all yes. the gifts. Yes, okay. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. that was like a fungus because it was spores that were activated by by fire. Yep, it was a fungal oh, infection. Mm-hmm. Spores. We yeah, yeah. We, we watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I forgot it was a, it was a fungal infection. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. See, y'all didn't There's even bother to share with the class. <laughs> It's funny because I talked about it. I said, yeah, remember that show we watched where and maybe I was talking with Bailey, but yeah, because cause they were gonna burn it, but then you realize the fire was the one that was that was the heat was causing the spores to Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was that called again? The girl with all the gifts. The girl with men with all the gifts. The girl with all the gifts. Okay. I might have to go look that up and 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 take a look. Yeah, she got bitten. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because it spreads so. by bodily fluids. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, I I remember it because it was one of those things where I meant to watch it, but of course, knowing me, I got busy with something else or forgot about or just got too tired. But uh, yeah, they they. That's one of the newer, not well, maybe not new things, but that's one of the themes that they've been doing a lot of stuff with lately. You know, either they're infected or they're the child of someone who's a demigod or a god, or they're, you know, something along the lines where they're just special enough that they need protection. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. Now, something Lori said earlier that I'm concerned about with the directors changing because I like the direction they're going with. So hopefully they stay the same mm-hmm. because just talking to someone who plays the video game, there was a lot of scenes that were exactly like mm-hmm. the video yes. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have heard that yeah. as well. Script, I mean, just dialogue, everything. And they enjoyed that. So I'm hoping that they. I mean, even the that. t-shirt that Sarah was wearing was from yeah, the game. Exactly. Yep. yep. I was like, wow, they really. They, they just changed really, the year on the back of the shirt. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think they went what, what they were side saying by side. is that um, they're planning to stick to the story as it is told in the video games okay. and they are not going past where the video games are. Excellent. So, and I think there's two, there's two of, uh, two of uh, the last of us video games. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, okay. But, you know, I've seen all the, you know, comparisons. I've seen all the memes like Netflix. This is how you do a video game and the adaptation. Not like you did Resident Evil. Like, I just. The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I saw that one today, too. And they were saying this. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's funny because usually when you think video games, you know, especially the last four or five years, you're usually like, eh. but The Witcher came out and I, I've never played that a game as a day in my life never read the books and i love it it's just you know they've done such good jobs with this stuff lately that it's sort of mind-boggling especially as someone who has never been a gamer Mm -hmm. so but i've i've heard a lot of people um talk about the show in a positive way now of course you have those detractors because i have heard you know, the typical, oh, Tommy doesn't look like Tommy looks in the game and Sarah doesn't look like Sarah looks in the game and blah, blah, blah. And they shouldn't have changed this. And I'm just like. Uh, like, like you, you expect you expect total accuracy. It's like, I mean, unless unless they were they was fashioned after a real actor. And they couldn't get that actor, then I can understand it, but it's mm-hmm. like. I'm sure they didn't have Pedro Pascal in mind when they made this character. So it's like, it's not like um, Uncharted where it's like they like they basically made the game so Nathan Fillion could play the main part, but they ended up putting Tom Holland in there and nobody liked the movie. I, but it's I like, haven't seen it yet, so. It's not as bad as people think, but it's like, but my, but it's like my point is, it's like, you know, unless, unless the... Because like there's certain certain examples in the video game world, like like I think Dave but Dave Batista actually they actually caught like captured Dave Batista's face for Gears of War, mm-hmm. and like there there are other like other people like they they like get the actor's face like Snoop Dogg's done it a few times for like Grand Theft Auto, and things like that. So it's like unless you actually get the person that they mo capture for the part in the video game, it's like they're going to look different. So mm-hmm. it's like. I mean, just get over it. My whole thing is, and I guess that's one of the reasons too why I'm glad I'm I'm not a fan of the game or haven't played the game because I have no preconceived ideas coming into the show. It's just basically about the story that they're telling and the performance by the actors. And I have no complaints so far. You know, well, I, I don't know how that will change going into, I think this this show has 10 episodes. So I don't know how that would change in future episodes, but for a first episode, I was I was highly impressed. And you know, we talk about this all the time. A lot of times with shows, especially new shows, you have to give it sometimes four or five episodes before you decide, okay, yes, I'm all in for this show. And I don't think anybody's gonna have to do that with this show. Like if you aren't so by now, just looking at the preview for the episodes coming up oh you will be (laughs) at least by the next episode just just the first half hour watching sarah you know not you know i didn't look anything up until like halfway through the episode i paused and i wouldn't look up because i had questions but seriously just watching her go Mm -hmm. throughout her day and you get that instant sense of something's not right what's going on i mean she's in the back of the car and she's thinking to herself you know, I, well, first of all, I was afraid she was going to jump out the car because she's like, well, if I'm infected, I don't want to get my dad and uncle infected. I might as well try to 
off myself if she had that look in her eye. I mean, just the way that they shot it and the way that the girl acted. I'm sitting there going, they've got me watching a zombie show and I never watch zombie shows. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, I want to watch the episode again. And I never do that. Mm-hmm. So it was just that mm-hmm. good. This actually made me kind of want to start watching Walking Dead. I was like, No, nah, I ain't going that far. Come on. Come <laughs> on. We can. <laughs> you already halfway watching with me now. Come on, we ready. <laughs> in, in my mind, these are not zombies, so it's not a zombie show. Yeah, so. yeah I can see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I just like I said, I I I collected Walking Dead, you know, comic book form, and you know, my jam is more vampire stuff. So, but I can appreciate what they did with the show. Mm-hmm. I think they did an awesome job to take it from where because I did see the pilot at WonderCon when it first came out that first year, um, but. This is, I'm like, Anthony, this is a little different because they're not technically dead. Mm-hmm. So it could, you can treat it almost like, um, okay, if I'm using the wrong movie, correct me, and Andromeda Strain maybe a little bit, or am I using that wrong? I don't think I've ever um, seen that one. But I get where you're going. Yeah. I get where you're going with that comparison. So, yeah, I think, so I guess my question is, if this is an infection, if it is a parasite, is this something that can be cured? Like, I'm going to assume that as of right now, 20 years in, they still haven't figured that out. And I'm I'm assuming this is probably what they're going to try to use Ellie for. But mm. it's like, I guess I feel like, and I thought about this with um, like, say, I Am Legend, you know, towards the end of that movie it appeared that he had found a cure for this vampirism that was affecting these people. But it's like, how do you go back to being a regular person after you have been consuming humans for however long it's been since you turned? You can't. But I don't don't think that they're, they're not eating humans. They're just passing the parasite along. Okay. And so I guess the parasite. because we only saw the one instance where that was actually happening, you know, again, this is being promoted as a zombie show. So when you think zombies, what do you think? Brains and, and that sort of thing. So I guess. Are they really promoting it as a zombie show though? I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's even yeah. the description they, I've seen in some other yeah. Some they, other descriptions, not, that may not be how they are promoting it, but I have seen it described as like a zombie show. Yeah, but they could, because that they're not... I, if, if, I'll ask, but I don't think they're consuming humans. I think they're, okay. it's, it's just passing the infection around. Okay. Right, and so that's like when they're saying. biting them, they're not, they're not like actually... Okay. No, okay. they're just the tentacles are coming out and spreading inside the person, inside the other person. That's why where you get bit, if it's closer to your brain, it's faster than if it's in your leg. It takes a while for it to get there. Gotcha. Okay. And then that's why he they had that whole setup with that code opening with him talking about it mm-hmm. because it's saying that the fungus is eating you. Yeah, the fungus me. is eating you. Mm, yeah. So you're right. not gonna make it if you've been infected for uh some time. Maybe we can give it to some, you know, a vaccine so you won't catch it. But the ones who are on that red radar, you're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get this get the sleepy time tea. But we don't we don't have vaccines yeah. for fungal infections. Maybe we, we have start. treatments <laughs> for the fungal. <laughs> we have treatments for them, but we don't have 
I'm not mistaken, we don't have vaccines for fungal infections. Look, that's, that's why it's spread in the first place. Yeah, anybody can get athlete's foot. I mean, athlete's foot is a fungal infection. And it just spreads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you just imagine? How, did, just how did the fungal infection start? Oh, I had jock itch. I mean, just like <laughs> <laughs> athlete's foot. I had a ringworm. I just Oh, I got it from the bread. I mean, that's what I'm saying. What does food have to do with it? Like, was it in my food? Did I have mushrooms on my steak? I mean, what happened? They were they were suggesting that the spores were based off of something that grew out of like wheat or like Mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. So they were saying because you know the gluten, the gluten, yeah, yeah, the gluten. See, Mm -hmm. some of some of the spores like bread mold. For instance, right. basically, is what they were saying. Yeah, that's so. what that's why Michelle was like, uh, "Was it in my yeah. sandwich? Or was it in my yeah. bed?" See, it was in Grandma's biscuits that she didn't really want to eat, and they were forcing down her uh, throat, yeah, so they still left yeah. her alone. Exactly. Yeah. That, it, see, it started with somebody who didn't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just, just, just think. This whole, this all could have been avoided if they would have used garlic powder, onion powder, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. a little bit of paprika. Yeah. <laughs> Throw some seasoning in there, y'all will be all right. <laughs> oh my god, just goodness. terrible. Um, shout, shout out to Anna Norv who plays Tess because she was the main character in Fringe. Yes, that's Anna why Tor- I know. Okay, that's so, her. Yes, Anna Tor- Tor- yeah. Tor- yes. I, yeah, I was so Anna. happy to see she her. was the chick yeah. from uh, the Orange is New Black, the one that played the uh, commissioner. No, that's not her. No. Wow, they they did a either she's aged or they did a lot of makeup on her because I did not recognize her at all. Well, I mean, think well, I mean, about it. Got, she, yeah. she kind of had a black eye, like she kind of got. Yeah, she had a face. lot of makeup when you first saw her. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot yeah, of makeup. She did not because she looked more like the girl from the woman from Orange Is New Black. Because I was thinking, oh, she's in stuff. This wow, they did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, I can tell by her voice when she was talking about that battery. Mm. I was like, oh, that's my French lady. Boy, I tell you, that battery caused um, a whole bunch of problems, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it though? <laughs> well, you know, you know how I feel about zombie shows. Yes, we do. Um, I didn't even think but, you were gonna you were gonna do this one. But like uh, you said, it's I, not zombies. It's not zombies. And I like video games. I know it's a video game. I haven't played it because I don't have a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I have an Xbox. Okay. So whatever. Um death to console exclusives. I just want to put yeah. that there. So, um, what, before, the movies movies that I really have liked that are like this, um, the Lone Wolf and Cub thing, mm, mm-hmm. which, you know, this this is going to be that with him and her, and it makes me think of Logan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. I was Road like, to oh, Perdition God. is another one. And if you read Shaggy comic books, I mean, it's kind yeah, of I mean, the professional yeah, the professional Cable and Hope during um, the X Men when there were no more mutants, and yeah. he had her taking her around. So, right, it, right. It, I like shows like this because it's a common story, but it's always told in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I really yeah. like how this one is being told. It's like he he ends up taking care of her, but in the end, she ends up taking care of him, which is kind of what his but, daughter was doing at the beginning. So. But all the lone wolves in these movies and shows have one thing in common. They die. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just say, prepare yourselves. That's well, all. I will say this. As long as he's not doing good and he dies because he's monologuing too long. As long as that doesn't happen, we're good. 
we're good yeah. michael you're not that far into game of thrones yet so you have no idea what i'm talking about but yeah as long as he That's doesn't true. monologue forever he should be okay or go to the wedding <laughs> Uh, I don't think they're having many weddings in this version Mm -hmm. of present day not too many venues not too many yeah Mm -hmm. can't have a reception when you think somebody's gonna tentacle their way Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. so anyway um, I think we can all agree this is a show that we will continue to watch and that we will continue to cover and discover so um yeah i can't can't wait to see i can i'm even though even though i'm still going to be the i'm i can already see i'm just gonna i'm gonna be yelling at my screen my neighbor's gonna think i'm absolutely out of my fucking mind yes i think we're all there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like no don't go in there what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. it's right around the corner it's right around the why are you following the blood trail I was doing that this episode too. Stop, oh, po- stop poking doing. the thing in the eye. Put the <laughs> knife away. Like he's bit. Why are you going towards him? Like, ugh. I swear to God. As Casey says, that child needs a whooping. <laughs> so hopefully she'll she'll stop poking the bear. She'll leave those things alone. And she'll live to fight another day. But we'll see that. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Ellie yeah. and Joel in the second episode. Yeah, I, I like um, I, I like I like Pedro Pascal in this role. He's like, he kind of really seems like a fun guy. You know what? And that's <laughs> it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media <sighs> on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.